Welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host Sarek, and I'm joined by my other co-host Ron. What up, Ron? What's good? This is a show dedicated to the National Football League, where we discuss, debate, and sometimes argue on topics related to professional football. We'll do this show every week during the regular season, including the playoffs. Let's fucking go! Okay, Ron, we're going to dedicate this show to the New England Patriots. How would you feel about that? Uh, I feel like I'm going to get ganged on on this, uh, this show. I'm the only non-Patriots fan here. Well, there is... I brought this out especially for you. Listen to this. So you know they play this at the Bucks game, right? <laughs> I do know that, but seeing that we have two special guests here to join us, so we're going to have on the line lifelong Patriots fan, good friend of the podcast, our friend Steve. What up, Steve? What's going on, fellas? We also have a special guest, longtime friend of the podcast, all the way from Rentham, Massachusetts. We got Keith on the line. Keith, what up? What's going on, boys? Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you both for joining. So we're going to jump right into it. We're going to break it down like this. We're going to do the past, the present, and the future. And we're going to talk about the, the 20, 2021, 2020 Patriots season. So if you if you go back in time with me, indulge me on this. They went seven and nine. They did not make the playoffs. They had a record from game one to game four of two and two. They had a record from game five to game eight of one and three. And then I kind of highlighted these games because I think this is where we realized that this team wasn't going anywhere. So they had Denver at home. They lost that game. They had San Francisco at home. They lost that game. And I'm not, I, I can tell you the scores, but I don't want to. They had <laughs> Buffalo at Buffalo, and they lost that game. And then they finally won against the New York Jets. Then they went 3-1 and one through games 9 and 12, which gave them a little bit of hope. And then games 13 to 17, they went one and three. So, Steve, I'm going to ask you in a quick summary, what happened last year? We didn't have a quarterback. I mean, obviously, you know, we can use COVID as the excuse. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, Cam didn't get a training camp. Uh, we had no preseason games. Um, it was just a, a perfect storm of just mediocrity last year. You know, we had a lot of new people out there. Tommy obviously was gone uh, to solidify our offense. I think, you know, obviously you didn't have the offensive identity. It was just a very, very tough year, but our our issues were definitely on the offensive side. That was one of our main issues, let alone folks who, you know, opted on the defensive side for COVID reasons. So 
Keith, what what do you think? Why what happened to this team? Oh man, it it seemed to start off so promising, you know, that win versus Miami, the excitement around Cam joining the team, um, go to Seattle, you, you lose that heartbreaker on the goal line, um, and then as you mentioned, the the painful home losses to Denver and San Fran. I think at that point we we all kind of realized that this team just didn't have it um, last year. So it all started going down uh, when Cam uh, came down with it, uh, the, the COVID bug. Um, and then from there, it just became obvious that the defense had holes. Um, you remember that the game out in, um, in LA where the Rams just ran roughshod all over us. I mean, they were going eight, 10 yards a clip on each carry. Um, I think it became clear that the team just didn't have the talent, uh, never mind just the quarterback position. There were just holes all over the place. Um, glaring was, was linebacker um, with, with Hightower sitting out and all the, the COVID opt-outs. It just, it, there wasn't enough talent, Sarah, on either side of the ball last year to, to really contend. Ron, do you, do you agree with all of that? Yeah, I mean, COVID impacted everybody. No one had a training camp. I think Cam needed it more than anyone, you know, being new to the team. Um, and so not to, to not have a preseason and struggling with the playbook a little bit, you know, um, if you were to ask him throughout the year and then coming down with COVID, um, it was just uh, the season was a lost cause. Um, and, you know, I think they still seven and nine is nothing to be, you know, to, to necessarily hold your head down. I think they still had some, you know, pretty good record considering, you know, the, the way things fell last year. So, you know, that's that's what great about this year. I think that's behind them. Last year is behind them. And now they can just focus on on, um, you know, a fresh start for this year. Yeah, I mean, I think coming into the season, I didn't give them a lot of hope. Like Keith mentioned, a lot of the defensive players opted out. Cam didn't have that practice, that uh, training facilities, practice, OAC, whatever you want to call it. He didn't have that. So I would say that COVID played a role, a major, major role into the 2020 season. I mean, to the point where the defense was not up to par. So it, a lot of the pressure went to Cam. And I think it was kind of unjust that Cam had to, like, burn all that pressure. So, and they were they were ranked 31 in offense, according to this. So they weren't, they weren't scoring a lot of points. They weren't scoring anything. They had no identity. It was all about, you know, let's throw, put everything on Cam's shoulder. Um, and see what he can do, and that was it. You know, they couldn't pass the ball well. They didn't run the ball well. I don't know what exactly they they were trying to accomplish, but, you know, I think they lost their identity along the way. Yeah, I think they were getting a little cute at times, too, even the, the coaching, to try to, to bring back the, the power run game to really jam the ball down other teams' throats. I mean, it, it just became predictable. As you said, there was no offensive identity. We're in a league where you've got to score 30 a game to win and it's just not gonna cut the mustard when your your quarterback is only passing for five touchdowns over the entire season i mean it's it's just not gonna work um so they were in no man's land with trying to figure out what they wanted to do and 
Um, you know, they just didn't have enough depth really at any position to, to overcome the, the shortcomings at quarterback. It's, it's mainly what it came down to. So did did anything positive occur from the because they haven't missed the playoffs in like seventeen years, eighteen years. So was there anything positive that came out of last year? I mean, Dean Harris is clearly a high quality running back. I think that's one of the main takeaways is is this guy is is capable of being a game changer if he stays on the field. Um, and that's going to be a big question mark going into this year. Um, but I, I tried to take away some of the young guys, you know, who, who brought it, um, who, who looked look like they could be a contributor for years to come. Um, you know, we sh- saw flash- flashes with Uche. Um, you know, um, J.C. Jackson has become, you know, a real stud. Um, so you look for the positives in a lost season, right? Yeah, so they kind of it segues right into our roster grades. So looking at the roster grades that everyone gave gave to me, Keith, you were the most what I would say most generous with your A's and B's. Because when I when I look at the QBs, we all pretty much graded the same. We all gave them a B across the board, except for me. I gave them a C. And the reason why I gave them a C is because I I'm not I haven't been sold on this Mac Jones, even though everyone else has. Steve, what do you think of Mac Jones? I mean I mean, let's see, the first two games, I mean, I'm impressed with the kid. I mean I mean think, I mean he did, you know, he did run, you know, Alabama often successfully, you know, a lot of passing touchdowns. Um, you know, he has a at least one national championship under his belt as a starter at Bama, and you know how uh, Saban and Belichick have, you know, there's some similarities in some of the things that they do with their program. Um, but from what I've seen thus far, you know, I think that he has been uh, careful with the ball. You know, he's not turning it over, and I think he's making he's making his reads and he's making them quick because his ball comes out quick. You know, three, five step drop, he already knows where he's going with the ball. And that to me, for a rookie, you know, I mean, that to me, I thought I, I give him credit for that. You know, and with all that being said, obviously he's not always going up against the number one, you know, the starters on the other team. But when he's had the opportunity, I mean, he's pretty much moved the ball down the field. And I, I'm impressed with that as a, a kid just coming out of college. And what, what do you think, Keith? Do you like Mac Jones? I do. Um, I, I like him a lot, and it's only grown as I've watched him um, in the, the preseason. One play comes to mind um, from uh, last week versus the, the Eagles, where he was um, quasi scrambling and or, or moving in the pocket, and then just threw a, a twenty-yard dart right to, to Gunner. You know, uh, I think it was about the R, R thirty-five, uh, or excuse me, Eagles thirty-five down to the the 15 or 16 and I, I said the the velocity was better than I expected um, the the poise the the read um, it, it was just he looks like a guy that has played professional football already um, maybe you know like we saw with Brady not the most athletic but is athletic enough when the lights are on moving in the pocket makes good decisions um, it, it as far as I'm concerned, it's only a matter of time this season until he's under center. 
Um, I, I just, I, I think he's he's too good and he's too efficient within the system to, to keep him on the sideline. And, and he's seasoned beyond a rookie. And even um, you, you watch the, the preseason, you go back to last year, you, you watch Stidham and you say, it, it's night and day. You know, Stidham supposedly... Uh, the, the guy waiting in the wings was going to compete with Cam last year, and it wasn't even close, you know. And then you watch Mac, and you say, this guy could legitimately start day one and, and would be a quality quarterback. So uh, I'm drinking the Mac Kool-Aid. Um, I wasn't sure at first, wasn't sure if he was just a, a Nick Saban system guy, a product of, of the receivers um, down in Alabama, you know, uh, or, or just the, the, the pro-style system they run. Um, but he is uh, he, he's making me a believer. So let me ask you a question, Ron. Do you think Mac Jones starts game one or do you think he comes off in the middle of the season? What do you think? He's not starting game one. I think Cam has that locked up, even though we all know what happened this week with uh, you know, COVID and stuff. But, you know, it's I think the way the schedule looks and I know we, we'll get into this a little bit more. The schedule's pretty favorable um, sure, is. sure so is cam can easily go out there and have a great start to the season and we can all just forget about like mac jones um you know i i don't it's not to say that i you know i have a lot of faith in mac i, I was really high on him i was pissed that he made it to the patriots it didn't make any sense that no one jumped ahead of them to to pick him i think he's exactly as advertised I think he's the most, the smartest quarterback to come out of this draft. Not the most athletic, obviously, but the smartest uh, quarterback to, to come out um, of this draft. So um, I just don't think, you know, I, and I maybe I'm just because I, you know, I'm a, I am a fan of Cam, especially for what he does off the field. I'm hoping Cam can survive and play well this entire season. Um, but, you know, I think the future for sure next year and beyond, it's, it's going to be his team. Well, first of all, I'm going to put it out there. Cam, you should be vaccinated. I don't know what you're waiting for. Get the damn vaccine. Second of all, second of all, yeah. Those tight-ass suits he wears too, man. I mean, come on now. I mean, you think about it. The guy's career is on the line here. And he's going to play these games of, of not getting the vaccine, now having dealt with COVID issues two years in a row. Like, dude, just get the fucking vaccine already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is ridiculous. But, I, I, you know, I like Cam, and I looked at, his, at the 2015 Cam where he took the Carolina Panthers to the playoff, and that 2015 Cam, he had 35 touchdowns passing, and he had 10 touchdowns running. So he had 45 touchdowns. I don't know if that Cam will ever be back or even come close to that. But I truly feel that if we get that 2015 Cam or even close to 2015 Cam, I think that this team can go far in the playoffs. But if Cam starts faulting and this COVID thing becomes a big ball of shit and we have to rely on Mac Jones the rest of the way, this team is not going to make the playoffs. Well, see, I disagree. I think if Cam is stupid enough to either come down with COVID or have a close contact where he misses a game or two because of whatever the COVID rules are and Mac Jones plays, 
I don't think Cam sees the ball again for the rest of the season. So if I were him, I would get vaccinated, and I would have one eye, you know, looking behind me, and yep. do everything it. But takes this to is stay a, this the is the thing, Ron. I think that with Cam on the helm, the 2015 Cam or close to it, they can win playoff games. They can go far. They're not going to win playoff games with Mac Jones. They can get in the playoffs with it. They're not winning playoff games. He's. He, I don't. I don't I don't, I don't know, man. I'm not believing all that, dude. I mean, I've never been sold on Cam. No offense. I just haven't. I mean, he doesn't. He And I'm not a Cam hater by any means. He's just never been consistent enough from year to year for me to be like, that dude scares me. I was never, ever terrified when the Pats would play the Panthers. I don't give a shit if he has 35 passing, 10 rushing, fucking I don't, interceptions. Get him out there in the corner. I don't care. He's never scared me as a quarterback. I was never scared to face that. As in, I wasn't scared for our team to face that. Um, I, I think he can go both ways. He he can scare you with the arm, and he can scare you with the legs. He was third leading QB rusher last year, and that's with him playing fourteen games. So I I think he can be a threat. How much of a threat? I don't know. It depends to be it. It's to be determined. I'll say this: He's <laughs> never really had uh, a good receiving core. I know you know back in the day when Steve Smith played he's probably his best receiver but i mean he's never had weapons around him and i don't know if he really has it this year either i mean he had i mean think what about receivers what about tight ends i mean he's had good running backs i mean what else he got? he's had playmakers yeah he's definitely had playmakers but the 15 cam is not coming back guys no he's not you're a pipe in a pipe dream here if you think we're seeing 2015 cam again i mean i i don't know that the man's body can withstand the beating that he took that season, I, I think that actually set him back. Um, he, he laid it all out that year, um, played out of his mind, and that that man is not showing up at 31, 32, whatever age he is. It's just not happening. Um, so if that's what we're hanging our, our hat on this year is the 2015 Cam, then just plug Mac in. You know, I, I think we, we're hoping that maybe he's – He's evolved as a player and uh, is going to be able to to protect the ball as much as anything. You know, it's that's the key in this offense is protecting the ball. Yeah, that's definitely the key. It's that. And last year he cost us a couple of games. You know, no, he fumbles, he throws interceptions. He definitely is a turnover machine. Oh, hey, were you are you guys open to a hybrid approach? As in, like you know, like the like the. Drew Brees and the Taysom Hill kind of thing. I mean, like, man, I'm not sure if Cam would be open to that, but he, in my opinion, it'd be Mac Jones would be the starter. He's like the slash guy. He's like, he's like Ron. He's like your old Cordell Stewart. He yeah. comes in for, you know, certain, certain, you know, plays, certain uh, scenarios. I, I, you know, it's too much to me. Too much of a distraction. I think there's the media pressure already for yeah. for Mac Jones is just like way too high. I would avoid it. You know, and you know, Cam has to. He has to play well, you know, in order for those conversations to, to end. But I, I wouldn't, I would not go to that hybrid row. I would be all in with Cam. Yeah, you know, I would all be let, all in. Make it known that you're you're leading us this year. It's all about this year. Let's see what you can do. Well, this kind of goes into having playmakers because if we review the wide receivers on this roster, they are no playmakers whatsoever. I mean. I mean, I mean, Nelson Aguilar is a playmaker, Sarek. 
Yeah, he, he, uh, he is. If he, he hangs out to the ball, which he doesn't. <laughs> and stays yeah. healthy, which he doesn't. Yep. Which he doesn't. So, look, Keith, you gave him a B. Ron and I gave him a D. Steve gave him a C. We're not very high on these wide receivers. You got Jacoby Myers, which is their number one, which he's not a number one on any other team. Saying he's a tier two wide receiver is being generous. Hey, can I take but point on Jacoby though? If you look, I mean, he literally through the first two weeks of the preseason is the highest rated receiver. Yeah, it's preseason. I don't give a shit. So was in fact. I mean, it's still preseason. Still to yeah. Measure him on something. I mean, but I mean, let's he's, not make it. We're not making him like a. He's not playing for the motherfucking you know Colts and shit. You know. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like Rick Rick Pitino once said. Randy Moss is not coming through that door, all right? Julian Edelman is not walking through that door, okay? Wes Welker is not walking through that door. This team does not have playmakers on wide receivers. They only got Nelson Aguilar as a threat, as a deep threat. It doesn't mean he'll go deep. I disagree, Sarek. You know, I think when, when you look at the receiver position here, yes, you don't have that that top five top ten in the league type of receiver but what you do have uh, after free agency this year is a, a bunch of guys that can play you know i think we're all sleeping on and kill harry um I, I i don't think he's done i i think he can still play um i think Al aguilar can play kendrick Bourne. i think is is underrated um i think that um they they are maybe not the flashiest bunch but i think that they can they can play you know I, I i truly believe that that these guys are are a solid group of receivers um and jacoby myers you know we're, we're shitting all over him uh, because he's he's undrafted he's been challenged um at times but I, i'm not going to say the guy can't be a a, a a quality receiver in the league he could be a 60 catch you know 800 900 yards type of guy Oh yeah, I think he can be all that, and he has good, good, you know, good connection with Cam, because Cam goes to him all the time, even in practice, even in the preseason, even last year Cam went to him. But everyone else, um, you know, Kendrick, he has potential. I don't know if he's gonna. And kill Harry, he wanted to be traded. He wanted off this team. Uh, that doesn't sit well with Bill. I know, but, but you know, think about this though, right? I mean, when when have we ever had some stellar passing core that everyone's terrified of? I mean, take out take out freaking Randy Moss in that awesome year. I mean, that we lost, of course, to the Giants, but we've never had some great core of receivers who are terrifying defenses. I mean, you know, we out scheme people. We get the ball to the tight ends. Have our running game. You know, I don't think we've ever known for having. Like the Steelers, the Steelers have been known for well, like Ron. They they always have some top tier receivers who you gotta be scared. Of. Our guys, they really don't have to. You know, our guys can get run. They can run the different routes. Tommy used to get him the ball. I think that Mac can get him the ball, and Cam, if he doesn't fumble, can get him the ball. But I don't think we need 
you don't need a list receivers. You know, I think as long as we got some good D and C guys that can do their fucking job. See, but see, I think that saying that we don't need is, I would say yes, I agree with you, Steve. If this was Tom Brady behind a QB, but we have Cam, we have Mac Jones, we can't give them a pennies on the dollars when it comes to receivers. This is highway robbery. And, you know, Bill should be, like, thinking about this. Bill should know, be like, you know what? I got Cam. I got Mac Jones. They're not tier one quarterbacks. I'm going to give them tier one receivers. And he's just being stubborn. He just won't do it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. He just won't do it. But let's move on to running backs because we were very, we were we all love the running backs except for Ron. So Ron, explain yourself. Why <laughs> did you give themselves this running back group a C? We all gave them A and Bs, but you gave them a C. Why? I'm not sipping the Kool Aid. Um, listen, they're good. I'm not saying they're horrible, but I mean Damian Harris is good. I think he can be really good. But the most he's rushed for, remind me, last year was 600 something yards. Um, I can name two backups in this league that I would rather have than any of your starters on this team. Two backups who? Name them. I'll start with Kareem Hunt. He's not a backup. Yes, he is. He's, he's a one-two punch. No, well, he's, he's a, a one-two punch in Cormac Brown. They, they <laughs> Kareem, go to Chubb and they go to Hunt. Hunt. He's a one. No, no, Kareem Hunt. He's not Marlon a backup. Mack. I'd rather have those guys than Damian no. Harris. And it's not to say, here's the thing with Damian Harris. Can he be good? Yes. Will they give him the ball enough for him to, to Donna? We'll see. I hope they do. I think they need to run to have success this year. Can he stay healthy? That's another big question mark. The guys behind him, Sony Michelle, not what I expected. Not what most of the, I think, um, the Patriots would say they expected. I thought he was going to be their star player, and he, that's not what he is. James White's getting old. You know, he can still catch the ball out of the backfield, but he's limited with what, with what he can do. James he's White was a Super Bowl MVP. How dare you? He's old. He's old. The rookie I like, he's ran really well. I think he's he may have a decent season. But if I'm comparing this group of running backs to other teams, um, they're average to Who, me. Who's the other teams? Who are any, you comparing to? Any, any other teams. Who? Name them. Name them. Name, name any other team. There's they, a, there's a, this is the best one, two, three, and maybe four punch I've seen the Patriots have in a long, long time. What do you think, Keith? I, I agree with you. I think they are, they are stacked here. Um, I, I think Michelle is, is underrated. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. Um, and, and I think James White um, was underutilized last year. I think James White um, makes all of the units on the team better uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I think he, he makes the receivers better. Um, he, he opens things up for the tight ends. He's that safety valve. Um, if, if Cam can throw, learn to throw a short pass here in the next couple weeks. Um, I, I just think he is... He is so valuable to this team and what they try to do. And when they're playing well and winning games the last few years, he's heavily involved and he's making first downs. He's getting those 20-yard chunks. I mean, I think James White is is in his prime. I disagree with the notion that he is uh, over the hill. And the, the man's 29. Um, it struggled a little bit with some, some slight injuries, but I, I think he is primed to have an excellent year. And I think this group is when it's all rolled together is one of the best in the league. So I'm struggling to think of teams that when you look at their entire unit are, are better positioned. Granted, I agree 
Um, there are a lot better running backs in the league if you were to look at a one-on-one -on -one individual basis. But when you look at the whole group, uh, I think they are just primed to have a great year. Yeah, I agree. I think individually, they're not that impressive. But as a group, man, they are good. What do you think, Steve? No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I would agree that I think that I think it's a good core that we have, and once again, how we use them, and you know, in, in McDaniel's offense, I mean, one, can you catch? Can you run? Can you get us? Can you get us four yards a pop? Can you uh, make catches off the backfield? I mean, that's that's what we want them to do, and I don't, I don't problem with you guys. I think that they're only going to get better, and I think that especially the rookies looking good too, Stevenson. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a problem. That's why I gave him. That's why I gave him the um, for what we for how we use running backs. I think that we have a good core for that. Yeah, yeah. and I, they've, got, they've got a tough decision to make too. You know, is Stevenson going to make this team? team because he he looks too good to cut. Let's yeah, put it that. I think so. I even he's not going to go into practice squad. I think they cut Bolden over Stevenson. He's just he's too good. He's too good. Um, yep. On the tight ends. Uh, you gave them an A, Keith. Steve, you and I gave them a C. Ron gave them a B. Ron, Ron and Keith. Well, especially Ron. Why are you so high on the tight ends? I gave them a B. So, you know, I think they're good. I think health with Hunter Henry especially is going to be key. Um, John U. Smith, I think, honestly, is a top. He can be a top 10 tight end in this league and i think he will be honestly with cam i think cam's gonna look to him a lot this year um so i'm expecting him to have a great year i think the they're they're pretty good they're in pretty good shape you know hunt like i said hunter henry is what scares me um the guy doesn't play a lot and uh they need him to stay healthy yeah henry is uh, the the x factor here um I, I pushed him into the a territory because they have that one-two combination um and uh, mainly uh, what what put me over the edge is what we've seen from uh asiasi so far um it's he, he is looking like he is making that that leap now to a guy that can contribute um losing um keen for the year even though you know he technically is more of like the the h-back type um hurts the unit a little bit but when when you have three high quality tight ends um, and maybe it's some recency bias based on the fact that last year, what did we have? Uh, the Pats had, what, like 20 receptions out of tight ends, if that. Um, you, you look at this unit and you know what Belichick can do with uh, good tight ends and, and how he exploits defenses. And you say to yourself, th this team uh, has a lot of potential here on this offensive unit. And it's opened up even more by these tight ends if they can stay on the field. And Henry being healthy is the key. Like, I agree with that, and also to add to that, what do most rookie quarterbacks, their safety blankets, they're their tight ends. I mean, think of Bledsoe and, and Ben Coates, you know what I'm saying? You just you just, think, just think of our quarterbacks through the time. When they're rookies, or when they're new on the field, and they're starters, they love their tight ends. And like I think like, just to reiterate what was already said, if we can stay healthy with Smith and Henry, shit, I think, I think we'll be just fine. And you know who also loves tight ends? His name is Cam Newton. Because when he had Greg Olson back in Carolina, yep. boy, he was, Olson was a pro bowler almost every year because of him. So the only the only thing that I don't like is Hunter Henry being hurt all the time. But 
other than that, we have other weapons. But when, if he stay, if if he can stay healthy, then I will go from a C to a B. But he's not healthy enough, at least on what I'm seeing. So he's uh, so I'm gonna I'm give him a, a C for the tight ends. Um, the offensive line, we all gave them up A's and B's because let's be honest, they didn't lose a lot, a lot of people. Everyone is pretty much coming back. What did you think of the offensive line for this year, Keith? Uh, I think the addition of Trent Brown is is just enormous. No pun intended. Um, I, I think that bringing Andrews back was key. Um, my my main concern is Isaiah Wynn. Um, can he stay on the field? Um, if he goes down, um, then you, you obviously looking at Brown sliding back to, to left tackle. Um, and from there, you know, it, it weakens everybody else. So um, I, I, I am worried a little bit about um, Isaiah, you know, but uh, I think when healthy with that caveat, this is the best offensive line in football. Um, I, I don't see another line that can pass protect and, and uh, plow for the run like these guys can. They're veteran, um, they're they're strong, they're, they're fast, they're stout. Um, I think the offensive line is the best unit on this team. Steve, you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. You know who also agrees with that? The National Pundits. I mean, they do. I mean, they, they're rating they're rating definitely A's and B's across, you know, all these, you know, multiple, uh, you know, I've seen it from ESPN to Pro Football Focus. I mean, they're rating this offensive line as, I mean, they're top notch. So that's one of our strengths. And like the win goes without saying, he's got to stay in the field. Yeah, I think, I think this offensive line and the running backs that they have, oh boy, um, it gets me excited just to see those two team up in the field together because it's going to be havoc ron you give them a b what do you think they're they're good they're really good i you know i i agree with everything that everyone said i think they can be one of the top you know five i'd say offensive line in the league um those guys are solid you know it just comes down to you know injuries i'm sure this season like most teams if they can stay healthy i think um they're gonna be good yeah yeah we definitely like the offensive line Okay, so we're going to jump into the defense. We're going to look at the linebackers for this year. I love the linebackers. Keith, Ron, you all gave them a beat. Steve, why did you give them a seat? Explain yourself. Well, I mean, I know Dante's back this year and stuff. I think just, and obviously, man, no, we got we got him back from obviously from Miami. They said him, you know, whatever, but uh, knows the system well. It's, I, I just, I just need guys to stay on the field. You know what I mean? That's I think that's that's what about saying. And uh, but to have, I mean, to have Hightower, to have Junon, I mean, Noy, I mean Perkins. I mean, I don't. I'm just saying. I think that I think it's we're our linebackers are usually pretty damn good, you know, on our team. And uh, I think that when you had that leadership going from Hightower out there, you know, the system inside and out, I think you should be fine. Let's just stay healthy, boys. That's all I can say. Plus, uh, Jared Mayo just called and said he's offended that you gave him a C. <laughs> Jared Mayo, man, that dude. He was Go ahead. <laughs> let me tell you something. Not only did Hightower come back, we got this young kid from Michigan, uh, uh, Winovich, which had a great year last year. Then we have another guy, uh, Uchek, having a, 
awesome preseason. Bentley having an awesome preseason. And then you got uh, Judon, which is, he's a beast. He's a beast. I think they're going to go, is it 3-4 or, or 43? I'm not sure. What, what do you think of the linebackers, Keith? I, I love him. I, I love the edge presence. Um, Judon is just an animal. Um, he's a guy got him just at the right time. Um, he he may you know not play at this level for the next four years, um, but I think for this year and next year he is a legit um, uh, difference maker uh, up there. You stick Van Oy on the edge. Um, you, you look at. Um, Winovich, as you said, um, he, he still has some, some question marks around him. Um, but I'm just amazed at the amount of depth they've built at linebacker um, through the draft the last couple of years. You know, um, uh, love UJ. I, I think he showed some some great flashes. And then Hightower is the, 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 the signal caller. You know, he is the guy who is in charge on that defense. And him being out last year, was probably the most impactful guy to, to have sat out with um, the, the COVID exception. Um, so I, I think, again, I, I was probably being a, a little shy to give out too many A's uh, for, for this roster, but I, I think it's a strong B for the linebacker group here. I think they are going to, to really set the tone on the defensive side. Well, what do you think about the linebackers? They're strong. They're solid. They're, you know... They're really good. I gave them a B, and um, you know I think they're better than most groups, most teams. If you look at the um, like the entire linebacking uh, groups, um, they're solid. They're going to have a good year. We'll, you know, I, I think they're good. I don't think that there's any question that they're good. I don't think there's any question really that their entire defense will be good. Yeah, I think uh, the the entire defense is going to be really, really good. I think. We're going to see 2019 defense. I mean, last year, they only had 18 interceptions compared to, like, 34 in 2019. I mean, they had less than 20 sacks last year. They had 40 last year or something like that. It was – that number is not correct, but I think it was day and night, 2019 to 2020 defense. So I definitely love – the linebackers uh what do you think about the cornerbacks keith uh, i love jackson uh I, I think he is just a star um I, I think that gilmore um playing is is still iffy you know i i just don't it, it's hard to know what's going on with him um it, you know from from everything you read everything your research, uh, is it a contract? Is he injured? I mean, what, what what's going on here? You know, what what's up with Steph Gilmore? And can we expect a Pro Bowl type season out of him? I, 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 I'm, I'm still hung up on that. I think that the cornerbacks, um, when you add Jalen Mills into the mix, I, I like the fire he brings. Um, I, I think it's a really good unit. I, I think they're they're strong. Uh, Juwan Williams, um, can, can he contribute? Um, he, he has so far in camp. He's, he's gotten a lot of reps. He's looked good. Um, I, I think, again, another position where they have depth. Um, the, the question mark is around the, the former defensive player of the year. You know, what, what can we expect from him this year? So you, you Steve, you gave him an A. You, you must love these corners. 
no, I do. I do love him, man. I mean, I mean, we, like I said, we got we got Williams back on the roster, you know, this year. I mean, it's but Gilmore's got to get his head into it because you know, how did he think Malcolm Butler felt when we made him the highest paid corner, what a few years ago, right? And now you're bitching about a contract. Just play your shit out, man. I mean, I can understand, you know, if you think you're whatever, but I mean, but he's we know he's a he's a he's a great corner. You know, you gotta love JC Jack. You gotta like Jonathan. Uh, obviously, failing, but um. It's um, he's got to be on the field, and I think it's more. I think it's more off the field activities that are keeping him off the field right now. You know, because I think his head's not. He's not focused on where he needs to be. But hopefully, when the season starts, here he's going to get his head back in the game and just be like, "Hey, you're making great money, dude. Seriously, just you know, hey, if you're unhappy, be next year or something. But give us your give us your undivided attention this year. We need you out there shutting down this." Ron, you you gave them a B plus. You like this corner group? Yeah, very much. I think there are, with Gilmore being there, and I think he will be there when the season starts. I think there could be one of the the top secondary um, in the league cornerbacks and say I think they're they're both good. Um, you know, I, I think Gilmore thing. You know, it's preseason now. I think he will be there week one. Um, I think all this stuff will blow over, um, and he'll he'll come back and, and, and play and you know I think all this will be forgotten yeah what what I give him I give him a C because I don't like what's going on with uh, Gilmore he's not even I guess from what I'm reading he's not in shape he's still like getting to game speed I guess I don't know what his deal is I don't know if we're gonna get the same uh corner that we got last year but i love jc jackson i love uh mills there there it's it's a pretty solid solid cornerback uh let's move on to safety really quickly because they're related everyone gave him a b and an a so Devin mccordy is a safety he's been there a couple long time ago actually this reminds me Two weeks ago, I was listening to Boston Radio, just streaming it live, and someone called to complain about Devin McCourty. And I was, I told, I told these guys, man, this is why I don't miss the radio back in Boston. Why <laughs> would you call to complain about Devin McCourty? Why? Got me, man. He's can, done nothing but you, what the team has asked him to do yes. for the, the decade plus that he's been here. Yes, I don't. Man, I will. I'll never understand Boston fans. I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand where where the man has ever slipped up uh, off the field. He's a model citizen. Couldn't have a, a better community ambassador for the team. Um, can still play at an extremely high level. Um, does not make mistakes. You, you rarely, if ever, are going to see uh, uh, the team get beat for a long touchdown because of something Devin McCourty has done. Like, he is just the ultimate professional. So, to hear that, I'm not surprised, Eric. I'm really not, um, because people want something to complain about. Um, and he, he, I guess, is the target because he's been around the longest. But I, I just don't get why anybody would say, have anything negative to say about the man. I, I think he's the ultimate professional. Yeah, I was confused by that. All right, let's last for the D-line. Ron, you gave them a C. Why? Why did you give them a C? Uh, 
I mean, I, honestly, I think they're good. I I don't think they're great, but I think you know the the linebackers are great, and that's what make maybe make them look good. I think they're okay. You know, I'm not saying they're horrible, but you know, I think to give them a A is a little bit of a stretch for me, or or even a B was a stretch. Steve, you gave them a C also. What what's up with that? Yeah, I mean. I, I think I'm, I need to say it. I'm kind of like Ron on this one. I'm like, you know. Um, you're you agreeing with the, a Steelers fan? I, well, because he's right. The linebackers are going to make these guys like studs. I mean, and, it, and it, it, it's, um, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not, a, I'm just not, I'm just not completely sold. I, I gave them an A because I have one person. So why'd who, you give me? One an person a. I love, Diedrich Wise. This man is a run stopper. Two people need to block him because if you put one-on-one on this guy, he'll knock his ass out. Keith, you give him a beat. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I, I really am high on wise, too. And and I like the guys they brought in. I think um, Barmore sitting there in, in round two when they, they went up to snag him was, was just a steal. Um, I think all the, the pre-draft pundits had rated him um, one of the top two, if not top, uh, defensive tackles in the draft. Um, love the guy out of my aunt that they snagged from the Dolphins, Godchow. Um, you know, I think that this unit has, has gotten better. And uh, uh, Lawrence Guy is back. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good, good uh, unit here. I think a solid B. Um, and to, to your point on wise, I, I think he is still growing. I, I think he. Yeah, he's, he hasn't. He's not. He hasn't. He hasn't reached the peak of no. of his greatness. I think he's gonna be great, but you know, I just love this defense. I love this defense more than I love the offense because I feel like this is a a top three, top maybe even give the LA Rams defense a run for their money. Um, let's move on to special teams quickly. Kickers, we all agree. We give them a B. I really like that new guy from Michigan. Uh, kick returners, we all gave them C's except for you, Keith. You gave them a B. What What's going on with the kick, kick return? I mean, I, I, I struggled between B and C, but when you have a pro bowl returning um, as your, your punt returner, I mean, it, it's hard to not give him a B, you know, um, uh, Gunner is, is pro bowler, like it or not. And, uh, he, he made some plays last year. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but did he have two return touchdowns, um, for punt return touchdowns last year, at, at least one. Um, and I, I, I think that in the, the return game, I'm, I'm more concerned with punt returning than kick returning at this point, obviously, um, with, with the touchback situation. So, I think they're in a good position on the return game. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a name real quick. Do you guys know who Marvin Hall is? Marvin Hall. I don't. Yeah, let me let me let me fill you in. On Wednesday, Wednesday or Tuesday before the Eagles uh, game preseason game, he came into camp. He muffled a ball. He fumbled it basically. The very next day, he was cut. <laughs> <laughs> so just remember. It's only preseason. It's only preseason. It's, he, he was just there for practice. And he muffled the punt return. And he was immediately cut. When it comes to punt returns, 
We do not turn the ball over. Patriots don't turn the ball over. If you don't have the hands, you're out. And Marvin Hall was out. And when I read that, I was like, yep, that's a Bill Way. <laughs> okay, so let's go into the future segment. Get guessing game. All right, so we all agree against Miami, against New York Jets, against New Orleans, they're all going to be W's. We all agree on that. All across the board. However, when it comes to game number four, October 3rd against Tampa. First of all, let me ask you, Keith. Are you a Tom Brady fan or are you a Patriots fan? Front office fan. What are you? I, I, I'm a Patriots fan. Um, you know, it's it's tough to, to separate the two after two decades of, of living and, and dying with with every snap that Brady took. Um, but I, I am definitely a Patriots fan. Um, l- listen, Sarah, I, I think that the emotions are going to be high. I, I think this game just means too much to Brady to, to come in here and, and not play a great game. I, I just do. I think he is going to be at his absolute best come the, the first Sunday in October when he comes up here. And I, I think it's going to be uh, a, a really um, obviously emotional return for him but I, I think the competitive juices in him still just want to, to show everybody that rooted for him that the Patriots organization all the fans that he can still play you know and I, I think that's going to be tough to overcome and and the fact that there is going to be um, support for him I mean nobody is going to be booing Tom Brady when he comes here uh, on, on October 3rd. So um, I think it's going to be a great night, um, but I do think that Brady has um, a, probably a four touchdown game and, and they, they're going to win um, maybe by seven to 10 points. What Do you agree with that, Steve? I, I most certainly do. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously I'm a Pats fan. I've been a Pats fan for a long damn time, you know, and uh, it's, I mean, Tommy coming back to Fox is gonna I think it'll be special. It'll be special for the fans up there because you know what, though? They know that he didn't want to leave necessarily. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hell, Bill wanted to ship his ass off for Garoppolo. So, you know, I mean, you got to go back and think of the history, you know, uh, of with Tom. And it's like, you know, Tom always did what? I mean, he always took the hometown discount. I mean, he restructured his contract numerous times to try to bring in and assist the team win, which obviously he did do. Um, but like he said, no one's gonna boo that guy unless they're fucking nuts. Because, but they won't do it. You know, there's too much respect for that dude in, in New England. And uh, but I just think like he's gonna be on a mission. Like he's he's gonna be on a mission. He's once that fucking clock starts running, he's gonna try to destroy Bill. Bottom line, he's gonna try to just shred the defense. Whatever it takes, he's gonna want to win that game so he can have that smug ass look when he wins. <laughs> you know, Bill likes to shake that little hand. You know, the little. Everyone gave the Patriots a loss, including you, Ron. You gave them a loss. I was the only one that gave the Patriots a W, and the only reason why I did that, and I do agree, Keith. I think that emotions are gonna be high. I think that the crowd. At first, I thought it was gonna be a 50-50 crowd. But now, I think everyone will give him a standing ovation. Ron thinks that they should retire the uniform right there. They will. I don't think so. I think they'll Not wait. They'll wait it, for him to retire. Has, has that ever been done in any any no, sport? No, never, no. never. Uh, but you know what? 
I believe that Bill will have a special plan for Tom Brady. Unless, you know, Robert Kraft says, no, you got to give him a W, which I don't think will happen. <laughs> but I think Bill, because think about this. In 2018, when they beat, when they beat Atlanta Falcons, Tom Brady thought he was going to get a five-year deal. After that Super Bowl win. And they didn't give him a five year deal. They gave him two years. So he said fine. He took the home discount. Then he went ahead and beat the LA Rams. And he was like you know what. I'm going to get my five year deal. Get be the highest paid quarterback. Again he took the hometown discount. And who's behind that. I think Bill Belichick was behind that. So he he wants to stick it to Bill. So bad. And that's why I think this is like a 10 point, you know, or greater game. I think Tom's going to come in locked in. I can see them putting up 21 points the first half and this being, you know, they're just going to walk away with it. I don't know if they're going to walk away with it because the defense is going to be so, so good. But it's going to be like a seven, seven, maybe 10 point victory if Tom Brady plays his plays like a madman but we're gonna throw the kitchen sink at this game i'm just saying be ready tb be ready uh we all agree that houston is a w dallas october 17th we all agree it's a w except for you ron ron explain yourself <laughs> so I told watch you. Hard no. Stop you know what? Hard it's, it's not hard. Knocks, he loves he I'm loves Dak you. and Seek. He's like, oh man, they're friends. <laughs> the shoulder thing with Dak scares me a little bit, but honestly, oh, are you I, taking back now? Though? No, no. I go back to the way they played offensively when Dak played last year, and they were the best offense in the league, hands down. You know, I think if you look at that roster on offense. They have easily the most talented group of players, you know, quarterback, receivers, running backs uh, in the league. And I think they're going to put up a lot of points. You know, their defense, is gonna, to me, is going to be a lot better than they were. I mean, they can't get any worse than they were last year. Um, I think they're, you know, I think they're going to have a, a bounce back year. I see this team winning like 10, 11 games this year. It's not going to be like last year where everyone was under 500, um, you know, in that division. That's It's not the same division it's not going to be the same this year um i think dallas is going to go in and and steal one from the pats do you, do you think that the the dallas do you think that Dak will even be playing in week six yes because i would fucking i'm hitting him in his fucking shoulder i'm tackling him fucking on his lip i mean i'm going after him from the coordinator i think i mean from you know from the nfc east and whatnot i'd be going after his ass let's see how good that ankle is that i'd make his ass run and I would hit his ass in the pocket. So he might not even be around October 7th. Yeah, I'm, and it, you know what? So it's not going to be all on Dak. I think they're going to run the, the ball a lot this year. You know, I expect Zeke to have a solid a bounce-back season um, for sure. You know, I think you're not going to be able to, to, to hone in on just one player on this team uh, offensively and, and shut them down. I think that they're going to be too good to – to stop, and I think this they're going to be too good for the Patriots to overcome. I know this game's in New England, but I, I foresee this being one of their losses. If Dak doesn't play, they, this team 
is lucky to win four games this year. I mean, they. Garrett Gilbert is the backup. Is that, is no, that still? I, I think it's Danucci. Danucci's a backup, right? I don't know. It's. I don't know if you made. If you <laughs> make it, <no>. <laughs> we'll <laughs> watch tonight, I, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the receivers of the Cowboys. Uh, I think Ceedee Lamb could be rookie of the year. Um, Michael Gallup is is underrated, um, uh, and, and Amari is is good. I'd say maybe a touch overrated, but they're, they're good. Um, but again, I'm I'm. I'm with Steve. I, I, I don't think that Dak Prescott is staying healthy. I, I just don't. I mean, I think he's he's hurt right now. Um, he's he's going to play to start the year, but he he's not going to be um, at 100. Uh, percent He's just maybe all year. We'll, we'll see what what comes of it if he misses time. But um, he, the man is is banged up, and that's unfortunate after you have almost a, a full year off to to get your body ready. Yeah, I, I just like this defense too much. And if I put the Patriots defense against the Dallas offense, I think the defense wins. Uh, so, Keith, explain yourself. We all give Patriots a W against New York. You are the only one that gave them a loss. So what, what's going on? It, it's, it's always tough sledding in New York. Um, uh, even going back to the Brady days, we go into New York and... It, it is a fight um, to the death. And I, I think that I looked at the schedule and I, I think they they are at a position um, where they can reel off um, a, a couple wins coming out of out of New York. Um, and, and I do think that's a game. It's a, a trap game. I hate the term, but I, I think it is one. I think um, Zach Wilson is is the real deal. Um, I think they're going to be tough in New York. New coach, um, Salah is a hard-nosed guy. I, I just think it's going to be tough to go in there and, and pull off a W. I mean, even even last year against an inept team uh, that had quit on their coach, um, you, you barely snuck one out. And we, we really shouldn't have won that game in New York um, if not for the, the incompetence of, of the New York Jets team and coaching staff. So I, I think it's a game where um, they're going to get every bit of test that they they could handle, and uh, I, I just have the gut feeling that it's one that they're going to come up on uh, the short end of the stick with. Yeah, I don't like I don't like New York Jets because they I don't like their coach, I don't like their front office, I don't like their colors, I just don't like the Jets. Period. Uh, I don't like that fireman uh, that's always screaming. Fireman Ed. Fireman Ed, J-E-T-E. Even Fireman Ed bailed on him a couple of years ago. Yes, <laughs> yes. Even, even he was like, this team fucking sucks. I'm not showing up. And Zach Wilson, even though I, I just think like Bill has all every rookie quarterback figured out. He knows how to play a rookie quarterback. I don't. I think he's like undefeated. I don't even know. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous record. He, he owned... Uh, the Chargers quarterback last year Even though he came in with so much hype uh, What's his name? The Chargers quarterback The rookie one. The new kid the tall kid Herbert, like, Herbert Herbert, Herbert. Yeah. Yeah, Herbert yeah. He came yeah, in with like so much hype And Bill just destroyed him And I think this game is going to be the same thing I think Sag Wilson I agree Keith He'll have a, They'll have a couple of wins Sag Wilson will be flying high And then Bill Belichick will bring him down to earth what do you think, Ron? Yeah, I mean, the Jets, if that's what we're talking about, this should be a pretty 
easy win. If they lose to this team, I think we're going to have a lot of questions about what the hell's going on. Um, this is a team you, you can't you can't lose to. You just can't. Um, they're, they're not good. All right, so let's go into October 31st because they're flying cross-country to Los Angeles Chargers. We all gave them a loss except for you, Keith. Why? Explain yourself why. I think it's mainly um, uh, going to be coming off of uh, that loss in New York. I, I think I'm looking at the schedule on the flip side of what you guys are. I think they're going to lose the game we don't expect them to in New York and, and come back and get a, a bounce back in, in Los Angeles. Um, you know, I think the, the way they got um, absolutely demolished last year is not going to sit well with this team. I think they're going to they're gonna get... Um, you know, a uh, cross-country flight under their belt and go in there and, and take care of business. You know, I think that they, they just feel like they, they were embarrassed on the West Coast last year. And I think that's going to um, be still sitting with a lot of these guys. So I, I look for them to, to get a win in L.A. All right. So we all agree that they're going to get a, a win against Carolina, a win against Cleveland. Even though Cleveland, they do have a high-powered offense, but it is at home. They're going to roll and get a win over Atlanta. And then when it comes to Tennessee on November 28th, everyone gave them a loss except for you, Keith. Keith, explain yourself. Why? Do you think they can beat Tennessee? I do. I do. I think Tennessee is overrated. Um, I think that the, the true Ryan Tannehill at some point is going to show his colors here. Um, I, I don't believe he's as good of a quarterback as he has played the last few years for them. Um, I, I look at that team, I think they're, the big win of the offseason was getting Julio, and uh, I, I just think Julio is even a little washed up. So um, I think you have... Tennessee at home, I, I just don't see them losing that game um, to a team that I think their uh, top-to-bottom roster is better than. Steve, why, why do you think Tennessee will win? I, I just think that, you know, obviously in the backfield, I mean, it's, it, I mean, they have obviously a stout running game, which makes Tannehill's job that much easier. And I think Vrabel, I mean, give the man credit. I mean, he knows how Bill thinks. Because he's not scared to coach against Bill. That's just a fucking fact. And I think that, you know, and he's shown it, I think, consistently over the last few years where even if they don't win the games, they're in the games against us, you know? And it's, I just think that, once again, if we're, this thing is November 28th, it's right after Thanksgiving. It's like, do we know who our quarterback's going to be at that point? I just, I don't know. I just feel that that's kind of like a game where. I just don't see us pulling that one out. I just see that game. I have it's 12 and 5. I think that's one of our losses this year because it's a familiarity. You know, it's like freaking Patriots South for a couple of years. That one was jumping there. Butler was down. I mean, how many guys left Patriots to go down to Tennessee to play with Mike? Uh, play for Mike. So I don't, it's just one of those weird games where it's like they know you too well. It's like playing your cousin. You know what I mean? It's like. I mean, Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee beat the Patriots in the playoffs a couple of years ago. They sure did. And, and everyone was like, what just happened? Do you remember that, Keith? Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, that team was much better than people thought they were. To go then go into Baltimore 
and and hand it to the, the team that was the best in the league. Um, so that that put them on the map. That that first win against the Patriots, and then the way they went into Baltimore and just completely shut down the MVP. You know, if if you remember, Lamar Jackson was lost, completely lost that game. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think to me that's what solidified that that Tennessee is the real deal. I was not buying or drinking the Tennessee Kool Aid, um, but I think they. They peaked last year. Um, you know, I don't think they they have a team that was sustainable to, to be a powerhouse in the AFC for for year upon years on end. So, I, I'm looking for Tennessee to actually take a step back this year. Ron, you gave the Pats an L. You like Tennessee? I mean, I think they're better than they are last year. I think their offense for sure is going to be better. Um, I think I don't think Julio's washed up. I think. Um, you know, between Julio and AJ Brown, they're going to have a great season. And you know, especially with Henry in the backfield. Now their defense is suspect. Um, I think they were last in sacks last year, so that you know that worries me. I think this is a honestly, it's a it's a coin flip game. Uh, it's going to be close uh, to me. I think you know it's less than three points, uh, but this is just one of the losses I gave uh, New England. Yeah, I think I think Bravo and Belichick they play those weird head games where like you know i know these rules I mean, i'm apply these rules no you're not and it's gonna be a closed game but i think tennessee ends up pulling it off they're not gonna go in there and manhandle the patriots but they're definitely gonna win that game all right so here's the here's the, where things get interesting it's a monday night game december 6th we all gave them an l against buffalo so are we really that high on Buffalo, Ron? Ron, is Buffalo your favorite team? <laughs> They're not my favorite team, uh, but they are good. I am high on Josh Allen. Um, I'm weary of their running backs. Um, I'm weary if he can shoulder the load again. I think they're putting too much pressure on Josh Allen, but I do think they're going to have a, another 13-win uh, season um, this year. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be um, one of the top – two teams i'll say uh in the afc uh at the end of the season who's the who's the other top team kansas city in kansas city record wise i think kansas city and and the bills will have the best records in the afc steve you like buffalo i like the kid josh allen i i, I think he's definitely made strides every year thus far i mean um they have a i mean their coach man i think he's instilled i mean he's turned around we've whooped their ass for how long i don't know for, i mean how many in the last what divisions we won 15, i mean we have just run over them like they used to run over us in the 90s with jim kelly you know so, what I'm saying? they run over us all the damn time so we just have reversed that role for the last 15 years but i like the kid josh allen um obviously it's a nice connection with digs um but they're they're the kind of thing that scares me because they've gotten incrementally better every year you know what i mean they brought in better players whether it will be and that's why they won the division. I mean, they were consistent and getting better. And I just don't see why that would change this year. Now, like I said, I gave him, so I gave him the L because that's it. That's at Buffalo, I think. Ron, so Ron likes Josh Allen. Yeah, Ron likes Josh Allen so much that he gave him a top three quarterbacks in the league. That's how much yeah, he loves Josh Allen. I wouldn't go that far. Stretch him top. top yes. 10. Maybe top top five, but I don't know about top three. Uh, 
I give them an L because Buffalo. I think Buffalo is a complete team, and I think it's gonna give fits to the Pats. Um, December nineteenth, we all think a W for Indianapolis, so we all agree on that. Then, see, this is a thing that within one month we play Buffalo twice. So Sunday, December twenty-sixth, Buffalo at home. We all gave them W's except for you, Ron. Why? Listen, Bill swept them last year, and I I have them sweeping them again this year. And it's not to say. But we just had a conversation for forty minutes about how last year was aberration. It it <laughs> it wasn't a, a complete aberration. It did happen. Josh Allen and the Bills found a way to beat them twice. They still have to get on the field and do it. I think it happens again. Um, you know, this year. But you know, um, at the end of the day, I think we all have this. The Pats going to the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter. You know who they lose to in the regular season, and if they get swept by by Buffalo, um, you know I think Buffalo is going to be, you know, that good. I think they're a little bit, a, a lot better. Um, I think they're in that first tier. Like I said, I think they'll find a way to also pull this game off and 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 uh, go two zero on the on the Pats this season. Steve, you like Josh Allen, Do you, but you still gave the Patriots a W. What? Why? I mean, I mean, we're back in Foxborough, you know, and I think that, you know, I think that our defense is going to, I think that our linebacker will get after his ass this year. I don't think we'll make it as easy as we did for him last year. Um, like I said, I like the kid. I'm not hating on the kid at all. I just, but I think that, you know, I'll give them, I'll give them the slight edge, you know, maybe a three to seven point win up in Buffalo, but I think we'll take their business at home in Foxborough. I don't think, I think that we'll be ready to roll. Uh, I think, I think that our defense, since it's that much better than last year, I think that we'll be able to uh, confuse the kid and, you know, maybe get him to, you know, let's throw that ball. Sometimes Peyton Manning, like it was the first couple of years, I just sling that ball and almost gets a pick. I think we can get him for a couple of picks. I really do. Hey, do you agree with that, Keith? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I'm not ready to anoint Josh Allen here. Um, I, I think there, there's no doubt he had a great year last year. Um, really... I guess it disproved a lot of his doubters, um, me, me being one of them. Um, I, I just don't think Buffalo is as good as we're all giving them credit for. I think they maybe caught lightning in a bottle uh, a little bit last year. Uh, I think when, when I look at the history, going to Buffalo, just like New York, just like going to Miami, the Patriots have fits in the division on the road. Um, whether we have won the games or not, uh, the road games in division, and I think this is the case across the NFL, are, are fights. You know, no matter the records, no matter what happened last year, um, uh, winning on the road uh, within your division in the NFL is a hard thing to do. Um, and I, I just don't see this Buffalo team coming into New England with all the changes we've talked about on the Patriots roster and, and winning what will prove to be. Um, a, a critical game for divisional standings here. Um, I, I, I think the Patriots win the division this year, and I think winning at home versus Buffalo is is a big game. And I, I, I don't see Josh Allen stepping up to that moment. Hey, hey sir, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Um, <laughs> week one, Sunday the twelfth, Buffalo opens against Steelers. I'm just curious what Ron feels about that. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. And listen, um, as far as the Steelers, I, I don't know what to expect. I, I you know, the, this last is his week, way of getting out of like they might lose this listen, year. 
It, there's, so, there's a lot of I'm question marks. I'm not sure marks. what I expected. Say there's like, a lot of question marks on their offense. Sucks, you know and, why? You know, I think it's going to be a good game, and I think regardless of if we win or lose, how we play, I think is what's going to be important for that game. But you know, I I think the Steelers will have a, a good year. I think they they better have a good year. Um, number so it'll one, be close. number one team in strength of schedule. I don't know about that. Uh, let's not. We're gonna do Steelers next week. Uh, Jacksonville, we all agree that it's going to be W's and dubs. And then the last game of the season, January 9th at Miami. <laughs> we all, get, all all real Pats fans gave an L, except for you, Ron. You gave them a W. Ron, <laughs> we, if you know the Patriots like we do, we don't <coughs> win in Miami. Yeah, I know. We don't. We just don't. I don't know. I don't know. Bill... Goes fishing and he just says, "Fuck this game, we're gonna lose anyway." I don't know what happens, but strip we, clubs and drugs. We just don't <laughs> lose, and I think Keith, does your brother still live in Miami? He does, and you, you, you know, Sarek, I used to for about eight or nine years travel down for the game every year, and every year it was a miserable experience, <laughs> haunted by all the. The Dolphins fans in Hard Rock slash Sun Life slash whatever you call it, stadium, whatever they're naming it this year, Jimmy Buffett Zone. Um, it's <laughs> it, it was just a trip that I said I'm done coming down here to get shellacked and have beer thrown at me at the same time. So yeah, it's, yeah it's, Especially late in the season, the Patriots do not win in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> Ron, why did you give them a W? So you know what's funny about that is that. The Patriots were losing to Ryan Tannerhill, which you you know who you just you were bashing earlier, Keith. Um, but listen, I I love uh, Flores. I think he's a good coach. I am not. I've never been sold on Tua. I just don't think he is that good. Um, and you know, last year they won nine games with, but most of that was with Fitzpatrick. And you know, I know Tua again, just like most teams that you didn't have an off season. I get that he didn't know the playbook. He admitted to that. And you know he's gonna do a little better this year. I I just was never sold on on him coming out of college. Can he throw? Yes. Does he make stupid decisions though? I've seen him make stupid decisions when he played at Bam. I've seen him you know make errant throws too. And he had solid receivers. So I I don't I just don't I didn't buy into the hype with Tua. Let me tell you, whether it's Tannehill, Fitzpatrick, or Tua, the Pages don't win in Miami. They just they just don't. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they it either. Or I think Henny beat them once. Yeah, like it's... you can name career backups that when the Patriots come to Miami, they play their career game. It just for whatever reason that's how it goes. <laughs> hey, maybe it's different this year because the game's in January. You ever thought about that? Maybe you know we get to get on a December slump. I think <laughs> maybe it's January. Maybe the, the turning of the year might make it different. Yeah. So I I don't know. So. Looking at the records and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, Ron, you gave the team eleven and six record. Steve, you gave the team a twelve and five record, and Keith and I gave the team a thirteen and four record. So, who, other than the Pats, who are the other two teams that are going to have a better record, Keith? Uh, I, I think it's going to be Kansas City and Baltimore. Um, I think KC is Pat, Pat Mahomes is the best player in the league. 
Um, I, I think he is a guy that as long as he's on the field, Kansas City is, is the, the front runner in the AFC. So um, I, I think it's going to be um, a battle behind Kansas City to, to jockey for playoff position, but I, I just don't see anybody um, really competing with Kansas City this year in the AFC. Steve, do you agree? No, I, I definitely agree. This. I definitely agree, Kansas City. I'm not sure about Baltimore because, you know, they're up and down, and, and teams have started to get a read on, on Lamar. So, plus with his dumb ass, he'll probably be out half the year with COVID anyway. So, fuck that guy. Along yeah. with Cam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, well, might be, they might be <laughs> quarantining <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. Uh, At least we'll have a backup. That's true. Ron, who do you think are the top teams? Um, like I said, Kansas City, uh, Buffalo. I'll put, you know, I, I'll think ten, uh, the Titans are going to have a good season. I think they'll win 13 games or so. Um, 11 and 6 is nothing to sneeze about. I think, you know, they had a, they're going to have a solid season. So the, 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 it kind of goes into our question, question. So we all agree that the Patriots will make the playoffs. Will they win a Super Bowl? What do you think, uh, Keith? Uh, I just don't see it. And I think the roster is built to win a Super Bowl. This this team uh, at all positions, when you look at the depth and talent, uh, they're more talented than some of the Patriots teams that won Super Bowls. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, I, I think the quarterback position is what it comes back to. Um, I, I don't think Cam is capable of winning a Super Bowl uh, at this point in his career. Um, I just don't don't see that happening um and uh, mac is just not going to be ready you know whether he's playing or not um a, a guy a true true rookie um taking his team to a super bowl championship i, I just don't know how a guy can do that in, in the league where you have so many good veteran quarterbacks so it's still a league built off of a quarterback quarterbacks are, are what drive teams in the playoffs and um I, I just don't think the patriots have the strength at that position right now do you feel the same, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think that I'd be happy to get. Um, we'll, get we'll get a wild card playoff spot. I mean, that's that's for sure. I mean, I know Keith has said he thought that they're going to win the division. I'm not that. I don't think. I think we'll lose the division by about a game. You know, uh, to Buffalo. That's what my humble opinion is. But I, I do believe that we should actually win our first playoff game. I mean, that's should be able to pull it out, even though it's like we be on the road. But um. Yeah, I, I just I just don't Super Bowl win. That's too much to ask, you know. This year, you know. Now uh, I think, but you know what? I mean, I, I gave a twelve and five record, and no offense, we get fifteen and two. I mean, I think it just depends on we solidify the quarterback position. Our defense does their job. I think that we could be better than even what I give them. You know, this twelve and five record. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for, of course. But I'm just trying to be realistic when I'm looking at, you know, who we're playing, where we're playing, home away, and. I just, I just see us definitely getting the playoff spot. I just can't. I would not. I, I just, I, I'm not feeling Super Bowl run this year. So, Ron, are you in the same boat? They can make the playoffs, but they're not winning Super Bowl. Yeah, and it honestly, for me, it's less about the Patriots, just more of about like the teams in this conference. Um, we name, I just named three: Bills, Titans, Chiefs, but Steelers, Ravens, Browns. They, they all won 11 plus games last year. Um, I. Chargers are the, the team that I think a lot of people are going to sleep on. I think they're going to be battling for a playoff spot. Um, Colts, uh, Colts, we'll see. You know, if they're in the mix, their defense uh, is certainly good enough. They have good running backs. I don't know about Carson Wentz. But the, 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 the conference itself is just, there's so much 
uh, competition within the conf- conference, I, I don't think it's going to be the Patriots' year to make it uh, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that kind of leads into the second question. This conference is jam-packed with good teams. Um, KC, Baltimore, got Brown- the Cleveland Browns up and coming. I mean, it's it's going to be tough for the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. It's going to it's going to take a miracle. So, in your in your in your perspective, Keith, who is the best player on the team? The best player on the team? Gosh. Well, the I, question was the most valuable. Yes. Uh, I, I think the best player, if, if we're talking about best player on the team, I think it's still Stephon Gilmore. Um, I, I think he is still um, the best cornerback. Um, he and, and Jalen Ramsey are probably neck and neck for the best cornerback in the league. Uh, Tredavious White is obviously right up there, too. Um, the... The most valuable player to this team is Cam Newton, um, uh, the, because he is going to dictate um, if this team can actually contend or not. Um, as I said, I, I don't think Mac is going to be able to to truly turn this team into a legitimate contender in his first year. I think that's too much to ask. So I think if you're you're talking about who is most valuable for for this team, either winning or losing, it's Cam Newton. Um, they, they, depending on what cam comes out is is how this team will fare so um i, I think there he is uh, certainly past his prime um i think there are, are more talented players uh, on this team uh if you were to look at straight up talent um but i think cam newton is is ultimately um what is gonna either drive or sink the ship so now do you agree with that steve because you had a different response no, no, no. I definitely agree, Evan. I think it, I think it's a given that we have to have, we have to solidify that quarterback position. I think that's definitely a given. And what I, I went a different route, and I just said the I, I said the running back. I said because you know if our running backs do their job, it will make it easier for Cam. It'll make it easier for Mac. Whoever's in there, and, and you know I, that to me, I think it's going to be definitely a an intricate position. You know, uh, is our running games? It, it, it has it it has to be and. I think that we have a lot of talent back there. I know that Ron didn't think that as much as we're talking about when he had he named backups and everything that he thought would be better. But I think for our system, if our guys can do, uh, you know, uh, what I think they can do this year, I think they will open up our passing game. Ron, who's the most valuable on the team right now? Uh, for Cam to be successful, I think he has to have someone he trusts that he throws the ball to. So I'm going with John U. Smith. I think he needs to get close to you know 900 to 1,000 yards this season. He needs to be on the field the entire se- season, and he needs to be one of the top tight ends in the league. And you know, I think he needs th- that's what is going to make them successful. Cam has to have um, that person that he trusts that is always there that he can get the ball to. Okay, so let's wrap this up. So, if last question is everything goes to shit. Not including injuries. Keith, whose fault is it? Why didn't this team make the playoffs? Why didn't this team go far? Why? Tell me. I think it's, uh, this is a, a meatball in my mind, Sarek. I think it's, it all falls on the hooded one. Um, I, I uh-huh. think he, he is the decision maker with everything that happens on this team from um, signings to, to Ross, all roster moves. He has final say. 
he's going to make the the call on who plays, uh, you know, quarterback on who plays any position. That there is no person in the NFL that has more power over an organization than Bill Belichick. So he deserves the credit uh, when the team succeeds, uh, and and he gets a lot of it. Um, and he equally deserves the blame. Like Bill, Bill deserves a lot of the blame for last year. Um, I, I truly believe that. Um, and. You know, it, it, he spent a lot of money, um, tied up a lot of free agents. He he has never gone this route of, of trying to buy a team into contention. Um, and if it blows up, it's on him. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Steve, do you agree? 100%. That's what my answer was. Comes down to, to Belichick. Bottom line, he got he's the GM or whatever you want to call him in the title. He makes all the roster decisions. Um, it's on him. He said it. He said it perfectly. I had nothing to add to that. I thought... It comes down to Bill, bottom line. Ron, you agree it's Bill Belichick's team? I went a different direction. I think it comes down to Josh McDaniels. I think he needs to figure out, you know, one, they need to figure out who their quarterback is, but he's going to have to tailor the offense to whoever that quarterback is. So if it's Cam, they need to tailor to his strengths and stick with it the entire season. Uh, They need to run the ball, like I said earlier. Um, They got to figure out a way to make Damian Harris a 1,000-yard runner. Um, I think they probably have to limit Cam's rushing a little bit this year. I don't think they want to overrun him and get him hurt. And if it's not Cam, if it's Mac, then you know, then you can open up the offense a little bit more, and you can throw the ball a little bit more. Um, so how he manages that this year, I think it's going to a lot. He's going to be under a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be the coaches, Bill, Josh, McDaniel. Bill's son, who Otterson has like an intricate role in the team. Talk about nepotism at his best. Have you have you seen that dude's hair? Have you seen that dude's haircut? He, He's he bringing like, it back. It's He's, like, dude, definitely a mullet in the back, but the front's all kind of fucked up. I don't know what he's doing. He's kind of, <laughs> kind of look all mean like his dad too. You see him on the style. He's all like, I'm like, calm the fuck down. You're not your dad. Get yeah, your see, he got this job because his dad. Um, it's gonna be up to the front office, the coaches, everybody. I don't. The players that they just said are playing. They they said are playing. If if you pick the who's gonna be in this team, it's gonna be all all Bills' fault. Uh, so we'll end on that. Let me just thank you guys for joining. Thank you. For, I know we all got busy lives, work, family, other stuff. So we like to thank you. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.